Hey guys, this is Free Wild and Unleavened Bread. I am a host. Your host. That. I am a host. He is your host, host. Dalton Locke. <laughs> For the coronavirus. All right, three, two. Hey guys, this is Free Wild and Unleavened Bread. Once again, I am your host, Dalton Locke, with Whitney Williamson. Hey. And David Overstreet. And uh, today on the show, we're going to be talking about ASMR. Yes, we are. And how you can hear from the Spirit of God yeah. as a whisper, a still small voice. We're going to start out with a warm-up. Yeah. Warm and up. I'm just going <laughs> to gonna boot my nose against the microphone. <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Whitney, now you do something. Just so listeners could just see the face <laughs> that she's giving us right now. <laughs> just just go. <laughs> Jesus, I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like praying. <laughs> God, please help me. Okay, guys, in all seriousness, this is free wine and unleavened bread. Unleavened bread. <laughs> David, just keep that in there. We need, uh, we need, we need the fl- fluidity or whatever word you use when you talk about editing. What's that word? Continuity, yeah. which That's is like an electrical one. term. That's the one. Oh my That's goodness. the one. Anyway, this is free wine and unleavened bread. Mm-hmm. Once again, I'm your host with Dalton Locke. Whitney Williamson is on the show. David Overshoot is on the show, and today we're going to be talking about obedience, Woo-woo. not ASMR. I'm sorry to disappoint. <laughs> um, Some people actually probably are disappointed. <laughs> probably. Like no. <laughs> Considering oh, I don't even know wait. what that is, I don't. Maybe not. I'm so glad you brought that up because I was about to introduce what ASMR was because there are probably people who listen to the show who don't know what it is. Yeah. So ASMR, I don't know what it stands for, but... Uh, but you're going to teach us about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> oh, David's looking it up for us. Um, but anyway, I'm going to give you my version of what it is. Uh, so ASMR is this thing that is trending as of late where people like to sleep to weird sounds that people make with their mouths. It's like it's auto autonomous sensory meridian response. Autonomous autonomous sensory meridian response. Huh. So, dude, I watched one, and this girl ate a candle. A candle. Like okay. she just recorded. Okay. Oh, that's that stuff that you've seen though isn't like real ASMR. It's it's like it's making fun of it. Cray ASMR. <laughs> it's crazy ASMR. Yeah. ASMR. Yeah. It's like she was eating. Just a wax candle. Yeah. And you were just listening to the sound of it. It's so weird. It's weird. But yeah, so ASMR is like people like, I don't know, eating or just doing. Or like doing like doing this. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of like white noise, but it's not to help you like relax and fall asleep. Which for me, you know, I kind of just want absolute silence. So I understand why people would want that. But Mm -hmm. I... I can do both. I kind of like the silence. Um, it gives my ti- my brain time to wind down, and mm-hmm. I feel like I've gotten a better night's sleep because I've done the process of sleeping with a bunch of things yeah, and waking up and not f- feeling fully rested mm-hmm. and then sleeping with nothing, and then I do feel more rested. But that's just me. Yeah. But if I do sleep with something on, I definitely play the Streetlights Bible app, yeah. and that way the word's going in. Right. So even when I'm not there thinking about it, I'm putting in the word of God. There you go. Have you ever heard of lucid dreaming? No. So lucid dreaming really? is where you like you try to consciously control your dreams. Yeah. And I've thought about like trying that and then like 
reading scripture. <laughs> like memorizing scripture in my head and then like lucid dreaming so I can just like m- meditate on it all night long. Mm. But then like I, the more I thought about that, I was like, people often like consider lucid dreaming to be like, I don't know, one of those mystical things like with mm-hmm. witchcraft and all that. And so I was like, that would be an easy way for a demon to come in and be like, <laughs> demon got you. Oh no, this is sanctified podcast. No demons here. Mm. Yeah, no demons here. But I mean, we're we're gonna talk about them and cast them out. Amen. Amen. Just to clarify. <laughs> anyway, yes, no are. lucid dreaming. We're gonna talk about them, cast them out. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. So, bringing that into obedience, <laughs> let's talk about making our thoughts obedient to Christ. There making our thoughts obedient to Christ. And our actions. And our lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. Our lucid dreaming. And our ASMR. Yeah. And our candle eating. Hey, <laughs> maybe we could do an ASMR like album and just read yeah. scripture, you know? Yeah. Like really silently. Yeah. Like I'm down. John three sixteen. I'm there's actually well there could be some out For God already. so loved the world that he gave his only one and only begotten son. See, even that would probably be too loud. People are like in their car <laughs> listening to us, like turning it up and down, up and down, up and down. Y'all like, probably hate us. Like these fools. Winnie, do you want to start us off? Do you have a definition for obedience? I. She has definitions all the time. I'd be surprised if she did. Guys, you we know define. we can't start it off without defining the yeah. topic Absolutely. by Google. You know? So obedient is complying or willing to comply with orders or requests, submissive to another's will. Mm. I wonder whose will we would be obedient to i have a sunday school answer yeah who is it god yeah yes if i said jesus you would have said yes too i would have or the holy spirit or the holy spirit yeah 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 like that's why i love christianity there's three right (laughs) answers three it's like multiple choice yeah (laughs) and then the last one is all of the above and so you can't get it wrong absolutely he picked d guys yeah Uh, oh that would be a good asmr Hold up, hold up. Ready? Oh, my Sprite, I had it closed, and I opened it, and it went, shh. That would have been cool. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Continue. David, why are you opening bottles in the middle of the podcast? Thirsty. Sorry. Thirsty. You okay. You can actually, like, not edit this stuff out and just keep it with the ASMR stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Stop getting off topic. Okay. <laughs> coffee today and i didn't so i apologize <laughs> i had two cups of coffee right before this see and just con- confirmation it was black coffee though so it was a good coffee mm. <laughs> smells like death <laughs> no it smells like coffee it smells the best actually black coffee doesn't smell bad but the taste mm. see that's where you just gotta get the right brew all brews are different man you said that like a true californian you just gotta get the right brew. Just gotta get the right brew. Just get the right brew, bro. And you know, get some avocado toast to pair with it. <laughs> so why why was being obedient important? <laughs> um, because you pray before every meal to bless it. That's obedience. Mm. <laughs> no, okay. So obedience is important uh, for many different reasons. Questioning that from your heart, like why is obedience so important? Um, so obedience, in my eyes, it's so important because it keeps us from hardening our hearts. 
Because if we if we walk in disobedience, then that allows the deceitfulness of sin to harden our hearts. And um, I think it's actually Hebrews that says that. Um, somewhere in between three Hebrews three twelve and four sixteen, uh, if we walk in disobedience, our hearts uh, can be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, and return to an evil, unbelieving heart, and be led to fall away from the living God. Um, so, it's important to stay obedient because it keeps us on the narrow path with Jesus. It keeps our heart open to conviction, and I mean it reassures us. Mm-hmm. And our confidence in, in the spirit. I think it's like it's a sign of your faith, really. I mean, if this is one of the things you have to look at yourself if you want to say like, do I have faith in the Lord? It's like, how well do I obey His commandments? You know. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Whit? Honestly, from the very beginning of when I felt like God started pursuing me, because it definitely was not a me pursuing Him one of the first things he called me to was obedience. Mm. The verse that really got me to come to Jesus was, um, it was a harsh word if you don't know the heart of the Father. But for me, it wasn't harsh. It was exactly what I needed to hear, and it was the truth that set me free. But someone was speaking into my life, and they said, if you love God, you obey his commands, and God is love. They told me, they were like, you don't love me. They were like, you don't love God. You don't know how to love yourself. You're shacking up with someone that you're not married to, and you know better. And the word clearly says, like, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. Mm-hmm. And that didn't make me angry at the person. That didn't make me feel like they were being rude. Mm. But it convicted me because I claimed to have a love for God, but I wasn't willing to obey, and I wasn't willing to let go of things that were going to, in my eyes, benefit me. Yeah, You had a receptive heart at that moment. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's how you know, like you said, you didn't get mad. A lot of people's reaction would be to get mad because they still believe what they're doing is right. Or, But, like, when you don't get upset when someone basically convicts you like that or causes you to feel conviction, that's really just because you know you're not being obedient. Also, I think it, uh, for me, was I knew I knew what I was doing was not right. And for a long time, I believed in God, but I never got baptized because I didn't want to put the hypocritical stamp on being a Christian because it broke my heart that people wouldn't love God for who he is because other people had ruined it for them. And they based Christianity in people and had been hurt by people in church and named it all hypocritical. And I had heard a lot of people hurt that way and judged God based off of others. And I didn't want to be another person to do that yes. for them because I knew that I wasn't ready to be obedient. But I also, I was going to keep doing what I was doing because nobody had the guts to call me out on it. Mm-hmm. And it challenged me. Somebody held me to a standard that was in my heart, but it wasn't in my life. Yeah. And so obedience literally saved my life. Um, I could have totally been married to the wrong person, been out of the will of God. Honestly, probably poverty level, which not saying anything is wrong with that. Like there's a place of humility that comes with that. You need to be willing to let go of a lot of things. But you can only obey if you really love. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't really love and trust who asked you to do something, you won't obey. Yeah. And so it really challenged the love that I knew that I had for God, but didn't think I could walk out. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something earlier, but I can't think of what it was now. It was, um, 
Oh, so obedience is not only important for you, the individual, but it's also important for your witness to people, um, your reputation as a Christian, um, which is something that I <laughs> was guilty of not caring about um, before I actually gave my life to Christ. I still claimed to be a Christian, but I did not act like one whatsoever. And so even before I came a Christian, became a Christian, I was hurting my witness. Because, um, I mean, I was sleeping around. I was cussing like a sailor, drinking, um, and all this stuff. And I had friends who knew that I had grown up in a Christian environment and that I claimed to be Christian, but they were like, yeah, dude, you don't act like a Christian. And a couple of them, like, called me hypocrites. And, uh, like... That kind of got my attention, um, but it didn't convict me enough. Um, I mean, it, like, got into some prayers and, you know, got me a, into a new friend group and stuff. Um, because, I mean, they were also influences of that lifestyle. I've definitely changed up my lifestyle and walked in obedience since giving my life back to Christ, but... You know, I am regretful of the way that I live my life, especially in front of my little brother. Um, my little brother saw a lot of my dark days. Um, and I've, like, had to, like, actually apologize to him. I'm like, hey, so this is how I used to live my life, and I knew that I was claiming to be a Christian back then. That was not acting like one whatsoever. Um... And I know that you see me claiming even more so to be a Christian these days, but I want you to know that I'm not acting the way that I used to. Like I'm making a conscious effort to change my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And um, I told him, I'm sorry that I have painted a different picture of what Christianity is than it actually is. And um, so I'm try really trying to feed, feed into his life. But, uh, I'm scared that I've really hurt the reputation for him. Yeah. And so, but, uh, I mean, that's, I've given that to God and, you know, I try not to let it, let it make me anxious or anything, but, uh, just got to continue walking in obedience. No, that's awesome because there are Thank scriptures that talks about being lukewarm or having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Yeah. And, there's the difference. Like, you do need to see the difference in people that claim to believe in Jesus and just acknowledge it like it's fire insurance for them and people that actually are close to the heart of God and walk in his power and his authority. And your brother will see, to see the difference. Yeah. And if any of you guys have ever been in that place that are listening where maybe you hypocritically walked with God and you know others have saw that and you, f you feel kind of guilt or shame about that, that you didn't walk the way that you knew that you were supposed to, but that's what grace is for. Like, we walk abundantly in his grace, and they'll see his power. Like, there was even a scripture with Peter, and Peter got it wrong a lot. <laughs> he said the wrong things all the time, but... And yet he was still the cornerstone of the church. He, yeah, and but the time that um, they were trying to accuse him, and they were like, oh, you're one of them. Like, they could tell that he had been with Jesus. Mm -hmm. He wasn't just some guy, even though, like, he didn't have all of this knowledge or reputation or anything else. But they could tell that he had been in the presence of God. They could tell that he had been with Jesus. And so people will see that. Like, you can't deny the power 
in the anointing on someone. Elaborate for me. How can you see that people have been in the presence of God these days? It's the anointing that they carry. Like when you spend time in the word and you spend time in prayer, the things that you practice in private, they come to light in public. Yeah. Um, I'll have to look up the, the address for that one. But there's a scripture that says that, like, go into your closet and close the door and make your request known to God. And yeah. what you do in, in private, your father will honor. Yeah. It's not about wanting everybody else to see it. It's just about wanting to be close to his heart right. and asking him to show you his will and show you what he wants you to do. Yeah. And when you do that, that comes out in your life. It absolutely does. It really shows up in your spirit. I've heard so many people talk about how when they start their day off in the word, like they can tell it just in their own like emotions and personality um and other people pick up on that they can tell if you've been in the word or not um they might not recognize it as that right right away but i've definitely had people recognize they're like hey you've been in the word a lot lately haven't you and i'm like yeah i have um but then there are days where i didn't start off and i'm just in a bad mood yeah almost because of it yeah but see what you put in is what you get out as well so if you're yeah. putting in that time with god it just radiates from you yeah it comes out um but also where you spend your time at your treasures your talents your ability what you spend your time thinking about where you spend your time at that shows too when somebody's really passionate about something or really cares about it that's all they want to talk about and they can't help it they're mm -hmm. that excited. They're that charismatic. They're just so passionate. They can't keep it in. Yeah. When people are artists and they love music, they can't help but to write, but to play, but to sing. When yeah. people love to teach, they can't help but to help lift someone else up or teach them what they know. Yeah. When you're passionate about God, you can't help it. It just it comes out in your life. Yeah. yeah. So why do you think that? What do you think the main cause for disobedience is today? Like why do you think people? most people walk in that way like where they're hypocritical i think the main cause for that today is just as true as today as it was back then it's a prideful heart you know they um they believe that they're in control and they want to listen they want to follow the rules of their flesh not the rules of god to add on to that i would say not everybody understands why God has certain things in place or boundaries in place. And why do you think that that is that they don't understand? Well, one, because I experienced that. Um, there, you know, there are certain things that I've heard about uh, what life will be like in heaven, and I didn't like what I heard because it didn't cater to what I was passionate about. Mm -hmm. And so I was rebellious to that thought and that's what pushed me away from god for a lot of years um but the truth is is i didn't completely understand what was going on in that concept and so since i didn't understand i didn't want to follow god's rules not really not realizing that his rules um whereas i like to say um guidelines um because they're to like they're to keep us safe yeah to keep us in line with him so that our relationship with him isn't harmed or wavering yeah. um but since i didn't understand that and i thought it was just oh yeah no i don't care about what you're passionate about like this is what i say to do so just do it 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they didn't understand the motive behind the, motive the behind rules. It. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's kind of what pushed me away. So it's a lack of education. Yeah. And a lack of understanding um, for Christians or for agnostic Christians, quote yeah. unquote. I think that it has a lot to do with, like, honestly, you could bring many points to the table, but for a lot of people, it's inconvenient. Mm-hmm. We live in a convenient society. Whatever's convenient to us, whatever is going to benefit us. Whatever's popular. What, yeah, whatever is popular. It, whatever is more easily accessible, which are things that are in our understanding, that's what we're going to go pursue. Or that's what we're going to limit ourselves to. But a lot of times people don't realize that God's outside of your box of understanding. Yeah. But they limit him to that, and they don't choose that because they don't understand him. Yeah. Commands and obedience aren't given just to be that judge that they think that he is. And he is a righteous a righteous judge he's not unfair or unjust but the commands come from a motive of love and i think Mm -hmm. it was on our previous podcast that you talked about whenever your father would tell you certain things and you didn't understand you thought he was so harsh towards you Mm -hmm. but now as you're older and you think about having a family of your own and you just look back on your life you see that his motive wasn't to be harsh towards you but every bit of it was from love and his love for you did y'all um sorry to interrupt you um but did y'all check out the text that i sent y'all yeah that's this one yeah, about so it's Hebrews. What is Hebrews eleven? Was that address? What was that address? Um. Anyway, so last Hebrews la- twelve seven Hebrews through eleven. 12. Okay, so on the last episode we talked about discipline. Uh, whether or not, whether God the Father disciplines us or not. It was is God mad at you? Yeah, it was God mad at you. But w- one of the questions was, does God discipline? Yeah, absolutely. It says He disciplines those that He loves. There's multiple scriptures supporting that and saying that he does because he cares about you yeah he loves you too much to leave you the way the world's tried to mold you yeah Mm -hmm. i just we just didn't mention that hebrews passage and so i wanted to bring that up and throw that in there one thing i uh i want to point out is i think a lot of the disobedience comes from a place of being afraid of persecution as well i know like in high school like i didn't curse until i got to high school and then once I got to high school, I was afraid. Like, I I didn't curse for my freshman year. And then I kind of had this label on me, like, we can't do anything fun around David because, like, he's kind of lame. You know, he doesn't curse. He's he's a goody-goody, you know, that kind of thing. And so I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started to kind of develop that mouth around 10th grade, 11th grade. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's kind of a small example, but I think that, you could broaden that out a little bit. People are afraid. Like if I, if I'm obedient to God, like it's not popular. Like you were saying, like it's going to cause me to take some heat. Uh, or it may seem weird and unusual to, to some people. Mm. Yeah. Um, for me in high school, it was kind of different. Um, so I started cursing my freshman year of high school pretty early on. Um, and at a point, I feel like I had never cursed before, but one of my friends was like, oh, yeah, you curse all the time. And after he said that a couple times, even though I still hadn't cursed, I was like, well, maybe I'll just give in. And so, Mm -hmm. like, it was like the world telling me that, oh, no, yeah, you do this all the time. Mm -hmm. Where I was just like, well, can't beat him, join him. Yeah. That's kind of what I was doing. 
Yeah. And it comes back to it being convenient and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So back to where I started with that, I think it's just not convenient for a lot of people to change the way that they view God, how they view themselves and how they view the things that they want to continue doing. Um, and here's the thing that you can't be obedient if you're not willing to lay down yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to be selfless instead of selfish, you can't be obedient. Mm-hmm. And that also comes from a place of knowing God's character and seeing his faithfulness because it's not that God doesn't prove himself. It's that we don't look and pay attention when he does. Right. And we're always looking for the next thing or another sign or another sign instead of looking at the goodness of God that is all around us. Yeah. And we overlook it because it's not something loud. It's something quiet, mm-hmm. something small, but something so significant and we miss it. But a better question would be, what about partial obedience? What it, What is that to you guys? Like, say you obey God in one area of your life, but then there's another area of your life that you just have trouble laying that thing down. Mm-hmm. What, what do you guys have on partial obedience? I think it kind of goes back to what Dalton said earlier about just not really being educated about it or just having some bad experience. At least with me, it was I had a really bad experience uh, with a certain area of my life that I just like I held anger for God like at God for this and I saw it as like oh well like I didn't get what I want so I'm gonna walk in disobedience towards God or I this didn't go my way so I'm gonna walk in disobedience toward God like that was like how I was rebelling against God in in that way Um, of course I didn't want to but it kind of again goes back to what Whitney was saying about just like people's you have to be willing to give up yourself and I wasn't willing to give up that area of my life yeah um so for me I really struggle with that actually with partial obedience um because I I struggle to give my finances to God so much um just giving obediently financially um I struggle with that I like, I'm convicted to give all the time, um, and I usually base it on if I have cash in my wallet. Mm. I'm like, if I have cash in my wallet today, then uh, you know, I'll just give that. I'll just put that in the offering plate. Yeah. Um, but that's also because, like, I just don't think about it before I go to church, mm-hmm. and so it's not on my mind readily. Yeah. But I still don't have that excuse because I can just go home and give online. Yeah. Um, and it's also a thing because when people give, it's like you can get that instant gratification because you can see that reaction to the person you're giving to. Yeah. And so in your heart, it's like you feel like you feel like you bless that person. Like you feel like that instant gratification. Yeah. Um, well, what I'm well, talking about specifically is giving on a – on a constant basis, regular, regular basis, um, like to the church, like tithing. Yeah. Um, I know for a fact that when you give to God in that way, that he blesses you. Mm -hmm. And you've even mentioned that before when we've talked about it. Yeah. Um, about how you've just seen how God blesses you when you give him give financially. Yeah. Um, and yet for some reason I can't let go of that control. Yeah. Um, it's like I know that God delivers but it's still just a huge leap of faith for me 
it's i mean it goes back to trust trust and obedience go hand in hand man yeah like if you don't trust the person that you're supposed to be obedient with like you really don't believe in what they're saying yeah i mean it's the ideology there is actually this is my favorite thing about this that wasn't i mean it's not my favorite thing about it that that part wasn't that hard for me um but my favorite part about this is that there is a scripture that tells you to test God. And the only scripture that I've really found that for sure tells you to test God is with your finances. Mm-hmm. And it's in Malachi 3. And Pastor Bill has actually brought that up before. And I was like, woo, child. Yeah, I, I know what verse he's talking about. Yeah. I've read it. Yeah. And and I'm still like, still. Just... I'm going to read it to the listeners because yeah. that was actually the first way I think I really started obeying God was with my tithes. And I got financial increase after that because I didn't look at it as a deficit. I looked at it as an investment. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, but the verse talks about, it's verse eight, will man rob God, yet you're robbing me, but you say, how have we robbed you? And he says, in your tithes and contributions, you were cursed with a curse for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. Mm. And I just think that is so awesome that that's one of the first ways that God tells you, hey, test me and see if I won't open the floodgates of heaven. See if I won't bless you. And a lot of people are like, man, I ain't going to let go of my my income. I need this for my bills. Guys, let me tell you, I had a couple of jobs. Don't ask me why I did this, but I probably only made maybe like 300, 400 bucks a month. And I tithe the 10% and I never came up short, not one meal, ever. Mm. He has never not provided for me. Not once. Mm -hmm. And that was the first opportunity that I had the privilege to obey. And I saw God's faithfulness in that. And so that helped me obey him in other areas of my life. Yeah. So, and it's different for every person. That might not be, like you said, the area that was the most easy for you to start with obedience, but start somewhere. Yeah. And we talked about that before, like with our growth episode about start somewhere. Mm -hmm. If you feel convicted, if you know there's an area of your life that you need to lay down, Start somewhere, do it, because partial obedience is still disobedience. Yeah. There there was also a scripture that talked about lukewarm Christians, and it is better to be hot or to be cold because God can work with that. If you're on fire for him, he can use you, he can multiply in your life. If you're cold, he can He can compel you with his love, he can bring you back. But to be lukewarm calluses your heart toward God. And it, it literally, the scripture said, like, he'll spit you out of his mouth. Like, that's what that's like to him. So if you, and it, that's for everybody. There's so many areas that being obedient is like breathing air. And you don't even have to think twice about it. It just comes so naturally for you. And then there's areas that really feels like God's straight up messing up your plans and taking away your dreams and your desires. And you're like, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that I, I am convicted because I do, I pray all the time. I'm like, God, help me out with my finances. Hmm. God, help me get out of debt. God, help me get to this point where I can walk fully uh, on this path that you've set me on because the only thing that's holding me back right now is my debt. Yeah. I, it's, it's the funny part about it. It's like, help me God. It's like, but it's the but reason at the same time. I won't yeah, give it over to him. Exactly. <laughs> and it's also because like poor I'm, people are like not poor because they're really poor. It's because they suck with money. So like some of them, because yeah. like it, you look back and it's like, so this is decisions that I've made that yeah. have put me in this, you yeah. know, like God would not have 
endorse these Sorry. decisions, you know? Right now I'm just reminded of how puppies, when they're learning how to play fetch, they're like, they, they bring the ball back to you, but and they want you to throw it, but they won't let go of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was wondering where that was going. Yeah. And so I'm just like, God, take my finances. Take yeah. it, take it, take it. No, don't take it. Yeah. Take it. Don't take it. Take it. And see, there's sometimes we have to lay it down before his feet more than once because it's almost like yeah. we have it on the end of a fishing pole and we cast our cares onto the Lord. Yeah. But then we draw it back. And we're like, oh, I'm giving this to you. Just kidding. Let me yeah. let me help you because I think Psych. that you need the help. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just, I think that's just Ooh, so cool. I'm feeling free. I finally confessed that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, it says confess your sins to one another so that mm-hmm. you might be healed. Yeah, And so having an accountability partner is awesome, especially if you have that area of disobedience. There's multiple scriptures that God calls someone to obey before they fully understand his plan. And because they obeyed his, his word, it did not return void. God mm. watches over his word to perform it. He's waiting for people to stand in the gap and say, here I am. Yeah. And to be obedient and just... He's like, man, I got good things for you, but yeah. I can't put them in your hands because your hands are full of your plans. Yeah, mm. yeah, like, you were, go ahead. Sorry. Man plans way, his way in his heart, but it's the Lord that establishes his steps. And I just, I think that is so neat because it, it takes trust to obey. It takes love to obey and stick with it. Earlier you asked, how do you remain in obedience? Mm-hmm. How you remain o- in obedience is your motive for obeying is love. Mm-hmm. That compels you. That should be your reason and your motive behind obeying. Not just so you can get something on the other side, but because you love God and you trust whatever he has for you is better than anything that you could plan for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had mentioned to me last week that you had heard a sermon about patience that really had <laughs> kind of touched your heart. And kind of, you, would you mind sharing some of that about what you got out of that? PBA, Pastor Bill Adcock, <laughs> of it, Impact Church. Mm. <laughs> he shared on patient endurance and that my friends is the season of I feel like my whole life because I've learned about the goodness of God and being close to God and what it's like to walk with him and I've heard about the promises of God and the worst place I feel like I've ever been is the in-between yeah yeah and patient endurance because you don't see the promise without obedience when he called them to the promised land and they walked through Egypt They made an 11-day trip, a 40-year journey, because they griped, they complained, they were disobedient, and they chose to give their time and their attention to false idols. So, if you go back and you read uh, Hebrews 3, 12 through 4, 16, the author of Hebrews is talking about that, um, because it, it is, it's talking about how they walked in disobedience and put and provoked the Holy Spirit. And for that reason, they did not enter rest. Like God's promised land. They didn't enter into the, his promised rest. Yeah. Um, and so be careful that you're not walking in disobedience. Like if <laughs> I'm talking to myself right now, um, if there's a place in your heart, in, in your life that you that you know you're being disobedient, be careful that you don't stay there. Be careful that you give it to God, that you uh, repent of it. And that you walk in obedience because it leads to a calloused heart. Yeah. And this isn't just a one and done thing, guys. Like you just, oh, I already gave that to God. I'm just going to leave it there. 
sometimes we pick it back up, like I said earlier, and you don't even realize that you have. It is okay to forgive multiple times, mm. to lay something down at God's feet, even if you feel like it's the same thing multiple times. He cares about what's on your heart, and if it's still bothering you, you obviously have picked it back up. Keep leaving it at his feet. Mm-hmm. You yeah. are not wearing him out, bringing him the same thing. He wants you to draw near. He wants you to come close because cast your cares on him. He cares for you. Yeah. He cares about what's going on in your daily life, even the small things. Those are actually some of the most important. Um, some of the notes that I wanted to share with you guys on this patient endurance, hashtag my journey, um, was when you must wait, focus on what's happening in you, not what's happening to you. Mm. Second point was even on our very best, God, wait, even our very best cannot possibly compare to anything God has in mind. Yeah. He has amazing things. And like I said, if you would just let go of that place you're holding on to disobedience, he would bless your socks off. Like you're actually prolonging, I'm speaking to myself, you're actually prolonging the blessings of God mm. by holding that, holding on to that. And then the other thing was don't try to get ahead of God when he isn't moving fast enough for you. Yeah. yeah. I struggle with that one. Not even going to lie. Same. <laughs> Not even going to lie. Um, Matthew 11, uh, 29 through 30. Um, I'm just going to paraphrase it. Uh, when we are obedient, we learn from Christ through the Spirit. Uh, this is this in itself makes us like Christ. Um, it's talking about um, when we take on his yoke, because it's light and easy, we learn from Christ. Um, and so it makes us more like Christ and it gives our spirit rest. Yeah. And so, um, you know, just being obedient, it, it gives you rest and makes life easier to bear. Yeah. I also have something to throw out there. Um, speaking from experience, if anybody is trying to manipulate the promise of God in your life. Third time that word's come up today. Manipulate. Manipulate. Because a lot of times we try to manufacture and manipulate God's will for our life instead of trusting and obeying. Mm. And we try to take it in our hands to make it happen. But that's not what we're called to do. We're called to patient endurance. Patiently wait. And we are the most impatient generation, culture, etc. Exactly. Like ever. And yeah. The first thing after the word love is my favorite thing, the definition of the Bible, because it says it's patient. Mm. And patient's not a feeling. Pastor Bill had shared that before, too. He said, list everything after love. Patient, kindness, self-control, etc. And he was like, have you noticed everything listed after the word love's not a feeling? He's like, do you ever feel patient? And I'm like, well, heck no. Especially not when I'm waiting for my coffee. Mm. <laughs> But my point is, yeah. Well, when you called me and coffee made its way into the podcast. <laughs> he already said Hebrews like three times and talked about black coffee at the beginning. So, yeah, I mean, oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't me. Hey. I started it. But the things listed after love, which we've already discussed that love is required for obedience and to remain in obedience. The things listed after love, every bit of that is a decision that you have the ability to make. And you have the ability to never have to go through the things that you have currently been through if you make those decisions. Mm. You have to choose patience. You have to choose kindness. You have to choose self-discipline. I just want to point out that sometimes you have to choose love too. Yeah, you do. Um, and, you know, uh, I don't know what 
word was used for love in Greek? Uh, there's a few. Agape. Agape is God's Eros. love. Yeah, Eros so is the, erotic love. And then pa- Peros. Philios is like a Philios. brotherly love. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm saying I don't know which one they used in the fruit of the spirit. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Agape. Agape. So Pretty then, sure. Yeah, so then, yeah, that's the choice. That like to choose to love unconditionally. Yeah, and I think a lot of a lot of people, they're just not like so patient with that. Like they don't want to s- wait and see what God has for them down the line. They just want to have that instant gratification, like we were talking Ooh, about. Okay, so something my pastor said last hey. Sunday um, was that God doesn't want to give us too much to handle before we're ready to handle it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, think of it this way: like if you've got a three-year-old child, you're not just going to give them a car because they're not ready for it. You know, you're, you're going to wait until they've learned the responsibility and how to handle that car before you give it to them. Yeah. And so that's the same thing that God's doing. Like He's preparing us for what He has for us. Exactly. But right now we're just not ready for it. Yeah. And yet still we're just like God, we, give me, give me, give me, give me. We think we are. Yeah. Yeah, we think we're ready. What yeah. was it that that quote I heard one time? It was, um, "God's not keeping anything from you; He's keeping you for something." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important to grasp hold of, to claim, to understand, um, to help with the patient endurance. Yeah. Is is just to know that He is preparing you. Yeah. I heard somebody say that uh, God's not preparing a blessing for you. He's preparing you for a blessing. Hey. Hey. There's a lot of (laughs) – honestly, though, even though, like, they're fun quotes and they're easy to remember, they are powerful and they are true. Yeah. They are. Um, But just bringing obedience to the surface level because it's not a popular topic and it's not one that's always easy for your heart to choose. But it is one that you can choose and your emotions can line up with your decision later. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, what are some uh, good tips that you would have for the listeners on how they can remain in obedience, begin in obedience, or just kind of realize that they're they've been disobedient in some point in their life? Yeah, some area. I think the first thing is to uh, to feel conviction. Conviction. to have a receptive heart like Whitney was talking about uh, when she felt that she wasn't angry that someone had pointed out um, the sin in her life mm-hmm. just like when someone I mean Whitney actually had a conversation last week where she pointed out an area of my life where I was falling short and I wasn't angry at all like I felt proud to have a friend that would actually point that out yeah um, and I think that's the first step and then I think we should remain in the word to to know what God's promise for our lives is so we're not walking in the dark. Yeah. And then um, just give up yourself. Give up your selfish wants and desires mm-hmm. and and just realize that it's for something better down the line. Yeah. And be patient. Like patience, trust, and obedience just all go hand in hand. It's like that hymn we used to sing, Trust and Obey, for there's yeah. no other way. Hey. You know? Like, that <laughs> song was very monotone for me, but it's so true. The words are so true. Yeah. Sing it louder for the people in the back. Yeah, <laughs> sing it louder. But Yeah. Whitney? Honestly, I 110% agree with 
every point that David had made. Like, I'm in full agreement with that. Like, you do have to be able to lay yourself down mm-hmm. and remain in the Word, and you have to trust God. Yeah. You have to get to a point where you're going to make the decision, I'm either going to trust you or I'm not. Because yeah. a lot of people are on the fence about that, and they, they toggle back and forth with it, and wherever the wind blows is where they go. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and make the decision before the situation comes. I'm going to trust God, and I'm going to obey regardless of what it's going to look like. And when you make that decision before it comes, it's easier to stand on yeah, when it does. Absolutely. And so, I mean, that's pretty much the thing I have on that because yeah. how David said it, he said it perfectly. Like, those those are the ways that you get to that place where you want to obey God. Yeah. Um, so the last thing that I would add in is directed towards those Christians who think they've got it made and they've got it all together right now um take heed lest ye fall let's pray for them now no, I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, take heed lest ye fall um that's uh what what scripture is that does anybody know the address um no but it's in the house it's in the house <laughs> yeah uh take heed lest ye fall you know um if you if you feel like you it's you've got it all together right now um be praying with god that he uh strengthens that and that um he reminds you to stay humble because there's probably an area in your life that you're just not aware of that you could be working on um and something that has been said so many times this week for me is ask the spirit to reveal to you an area in your heart that you can work on Mm -hmm. that needs to be refined i've heard that so many times this week and each time I was like, uh, no, nah, there's nothing in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and then tonight, the spirit revealed that I really do need to get better with my finances and trusting God with that. Um, so I'm guilty. Guilty as charged. He's raising his hand. Now. Thank raising goodness hand. Jesus paid the price. <laughs> Thank you Jesus. Um, yes. So guys, uh, if you, if that, if I'm describing you, um, spend some time in the Word and ask the Spirit to reveal to you if there is something in your heart that you need to work on. And then by all means, work on it. Trust if, God with it. If you Feel guys have anything that you would like us to pray or believe God for you with, we would love to do that. Absolutely. Um, you can uh, hit us up on our new Instagram account. Yeah. Yeah. And free wine and unleavened bread. Free wine and unleavened bread. I think it's uh, fw.ub. Yeah. yeah. Um. Another announcement that I want to make uh, was we are really thinking and considering about doing a live stream here mm-hmm. pretty soon. Um, maybe fielding some of your prayers and questions, that kind of thing. Uh, still kind of in in the conversation stage, but uh, if that's something you guys are interested in, then uh, we would definitely be open to doing that. Yeah. yeah, just let us know on the Instagram account. Send yeah. us a DM. Mm-hmm. You know, direct message. Let us know. Comment on our pictures, on our story. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to um start posting here pretty regularly i was just waiting for this episode to get recorded so all right sweet all right guys well thank you for tuning in this is free wine and unleavened bread i'll see you next time